We didn't succumb to the jab, and we didn't succumb to the, uh, but, you know, now they're applying the force, I mean, real force, starvation, depression, global thermonuclear war, um, uh, and anything to get their way, and I just want to say this, I know, I just... You know, you 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 uh, listen to me more because of my intuition than reporting some news item. Just in the eye of God, he 
it's complete total hatred of these people. He hates them so much. It's the equivalent. It's even it's it, it's the equivalent of um, that uh, verse in Obadiah, where the Lord says, "You know, Esau, I've hated, but Jacob I loved." Remember that. You got to get more into the Bible because there's a lot of comfort in there, guys. So, but it's this. You know, this all-consuming perfect hatred that is um, as much a part of justice. It, it's the kind of hatred that is, okay, we'll eliminate that, them. So that, that would make us would be then the witnesses, because never before in history has any human being had to in, 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 in have ever encountered a laundry list of items like we have encountered today. Never before in human history, uh, never will be again in human history. It's not even possible that things could be so backwards and that people could be that brainwashed. It's not possible. It is not possible, but others have perceived it along with me. And that is, just the other day, somebody wrote about having to uh, defend... I'm going to paraphrase. Trish knows the quote, but I, you know, having to defend the idea that the sky is blue with swords, having to go to war over that, having to defend that there are two genders with gunfire, having to defend that uh, the the you know the election was stolen was actually stolen, and you know, including all the information, but the information didn't do it. So we will defend the truth then with sword. Having to defend the idea that two plus two equals four with swords, with fight, with fire. So it's going to come to that. I mean, that's the bad. I guess the good news is, and the other part of it is I I have a vision of of God's angelic warriors just virtually slaying these people right and left. And, you know, in mass. So that's where I think that, you know, what I'm hearing is right. That there could be some escape of humans through the nuclear haze to a safe area or to another place or, you know, God has you that there will be no death for you. Even if there is, nothing to be afraid of, right? Trish and I did a little song. It's an unfinished song, but we were messing around with, uh, you know, dub and reggae and all that. It was, it was called Nothing to Be Afraid of. It, it, it feels like the end. We had a nice little uh, hook, but we never followed through to finish. I mean, it would take a lot more than just the hook to, to really build out that song. But basically the lyrics would go something like this. You know, it feels like the end. And um, uh, what are the other? And then it would just say nothing to be afraid of. You know, so, so like when you see these things coming, there's nothing to be afraid of.
There's nothing to fear. Um, you know, when I say there's no death, even if there is, it would just be this, like, you wouldn't even notice it. You know what I mean? It would just be in another place. And uh, that other place that you're going to be, you know, I sort of live there in uh, in these movies we're doing. I mean, I wish I could tell you more about it, but... Uh, yeah, distribution is coming on the Quantum Devil, but it'll be late, but it deals with, a, you know, messing around with the Quantum Realm. And uh, it's a, a morality tale of, you know, what happens to unrepentant sinners. <laughs> what can happen? And then, the, but the one I'm working on now, just finished another rewrite on the screenplay. And it's had a couple years of development, so it's really pretty tight. We'll see. It's, uh, you know, being uh, read for coverage right now. We'll see how, how you know, we're getting pretty close to, to having a final uh, that we can, you know, package and you know, put together and make. Anyway, this one deals with the idea that time and space are, are, are easily, easily uh, uh, violated. You know, once you know the secret. And that there are clones running around. And real people running around. That can... So, you, you know, you could have a... You know, a birth of a baby. And then have the two... The mother and the child be equal age. And meet somewhere in the story. And not realize each other's mother or father you know mother or son and then there's a lot more to it you know i mean it would take us a while in narrative fiction to finally get to all the aspects of the quantum realm and the quantum um when we say quantum we just mean you know that which is it's almost like we mean, we mean metaphysical the metaphysical truth beyond you know, the deep truth, the, the ultimate science would be the uh, science that reflects <clears throat> in a truthful manner the various dimensions, portals, time, space, and it, with the ability to manipulate all of it in and out, out and in, you know, death life, dream state, live state, simulations, clones, non-clones. There's a lot of cloning in the... Uh, in the sense that people are cloned, um, you know, consciousness is cloned, as you can see today. And so the people that you encounter there that are not like they were before, these are called program clones, and they're, they've been cloned by the program. They're not brainwashed. They're not the same people that you knew before in your families or your friends or people you knew from high school, or, you know, you see them in a high school reunion if, if you're ever going to have the... I wouldn't waste my time going to one of those, but if you did, you would see the people are not the same as they were, not the same soul or spirit. There's also people that have been scalped, and then that personality, that, that soul, that thing that makes them them, replaced by a program clone. And then the program clone takes orders from ancient AI, which is the ancient hive mind run by the lizards, which has advanced technology that the humans don't see, but has been around for zillions of years.
And so they they orchestrate that. It, so the reason for following God, for, you know, I mean, people today won't even give the briefest uh, nod toward Jesus to even see what that's about. But I don't blame them. The churches have destroyed Jesus. Pretty much all of them, beginning with the Catholic and the Protestant churches, have utterly destroyed Jesus Christ. And why would anyone ever even want to look into it after what they've done? And then the big question becomes, why, Jesus, didn't you defend your church? And the answer is because we are the church. Isn't that a nice dip 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 right? That's a good answer. We are the ecclesia. We are the church. No, no uh, weapon formed against it will prosper. So the question becomes in the nuclear conflagration, what happens? Now, I had a vision of this in 2003, or it might have even been 2002. It may be in the old pod bean if you go way back. Probably not, though, because there was a couple years missing from 2002 to 2004. You know what I mean? For for because uh, I keep that as kind of an archive, in case anyone ever wanted to go back, you could, you know. But we talked about the idea that there was a nuclear strike, and I, you know, we were living in Santa Fe at that time. We we're living in a, uh, I guess, a townhouse type of thing above, kind of above the, just above the city, just out of the city, you know, where you could hear the square and you could hear the traffic, and but it was just just removed a little up the hill toward the uh, Cross of the Martyrs. If you know that, it was kind of in that area up there by the park. It was not a very secure area. I, I don't recommend it because anyone can be in that park at any time. And, you know, if you're worried about uh, being assassinated, if you're worried about being, you know, snipered, that would not be the place to be. Anyway, so I envisioned the Nukwadam, and I went with it. And then I was in another world. I mean, I didn't suffer, and I didn't die, and I didn't burn up. I just leapt in, and it became, I might have even called it the nuclear rapture back then. But we'll never know. I, I just don't have those files. I might have called it the nuclear rapture. And what it was was basically this idea that I, I jumped into the light, you know, the big explosion of light, and I and nothing happened to me. And I'm sorry I can't give you more detail, folks, but, you know, I mean, it's it's important to note that I'm remembering back now some, you know, over 20 years here. Right, or 20, 20 years, I guess. And, um, you know, it, it was so uh, effortless. You know, and... And then if you didn't know that God had you and had your destiny, I mean, you know, if you think you're all on your own and all alone, you know, it's not true. I mean, everything that's being orchestrated has you in mind. You do matter. You do count. You are taken into account. It's not like you're alone. It's like you're precious in the eyes of the Most High. So, you know, you just have to go with faith that God loves you, you know, loves you, you know, like we love our children. Same same thing, you know. 
and that, you know, is aware of you on a 24-7 basis. And, you know, whatever's going to happen to you here and there, I mean, you can't blame God. Like, if you get mugged, you go, God, why did you let me get mugged? And then you might look back and say, remember I told you to turn left instead of right? You know, a lot of this is obedience. We get our noses rubbed in it, don't we? I still do. I still make mistakes where I know better. And see, what I do is I have wishful thinking. And the reason that I make that mistake is because I've gotten distracted from God. I'm not asking, do I turn left here? No, I forget about that because I'm distracted. So I do things on my own. And then those always turn to to crap. So, you know, then all of a sudden I get all this, say, say, witchcraft attacks on me. And I'm like, you know, but you knew better than hanging around these people, right? You know, it's a war, Zaf. They don't mean to, maybe, but in the end, they'll kill you. Yes, 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 of course. Why would I even try something like that, of being equally yoked? Of, you know, cooperating, collaborating. Why would I think it was possible? And then you're aware of the contest, and they won't. They just won't give up this idea that somehow you did something wrong and you need to be punished. At the very least, there's that in the kind of in the background, you know, background noise, right? This vibe that somehow there's something wrong with you, with me, or with you. And they're perfect. And you need to atone. And what do you need to atone for? You need to atone for having sought the truth. You need to atone for thinking that you can get through this, this world without conforming. You need, to, you need to not just atone for that, you need to beg forgiveness and you know, reverse yourself. Or we'll kill you. Even though the individual guy you're dealing with might be a nice guy, the forces behind him or her are bigger than he can fight. So he becomes a tool of them infiltrating you because you got close to one of them. Now do you see why different groups throughout history have separated themselves from society? And uh, I guess my attitude has always been, well, then we need to remake society in God's image. And it's like, well, but see, that's God's doing that. Well, I want to help. I mean, anyone that doesn't conform is a, is a genius, you know, and a great asset to, hum- to humanity, a great gift to humanity. We're not worthy, we're not worthy. The ultimate being Jesus, who showed the way. But don't forget the disciples. Once they were uh, in Christ, they never strayed. They paid the price. They never strayed. They were not double-minded. I mean, some had things to work out, like Peter, okay. Peter had this... How many of you have had this thing of... How many of you have been successful in the world and then been hanging around a lamb, you know, a loser, 
Let's face it. That's what you guys call them, losers. And uh, and you've you've said to give it up all your worldly ways. You've come to Christ. You're a you know you worked your way up in the church. They've got you uh, from cleaning the bathrooms. You're now uh, you know counseling teenagers or something. And then you confront one of these. And you are a big man in the Lord now. You go to these conventions and you have cruises under the Lord. And you throw this lamb out of your church because he's going to cause division and people grumbling. Oh, what a good memory we have, Trish and I. So happy that she was there with me when we walked into the Calvary Chapel. And this is after getting them all really mad. You know what I mean? Just just steaming mad at us. And what, what did we do wrong? Well, that's exactly it. We didn't do anything wrong. That's why they got mad. <laughs> and, uh, but I just don't think the sanctuary should be used to... to you know, for excrement, you know, right? It's, it's, it's supposed to be a holy place. You got to try to at least not, you know, as, as the expression is, don't shit where you eat, you know what I mean? At least try not to. Try not to be an idiot, blithering, a blithering idiot human, which most are, right? I haven't met very many intelligent people in this... Uh, well, not because they don't have intelligence. It's because they're bra- not brainwashed, but they're trained. That would be the best way. And that training prohibits them from using their minds. Right? And using your mind is prohibited. Liberals put a big talk up of how they're, they're big readers and they stretch their minds. Then you run into one and they start reading from a book. Yes, I'd rather agree with the author of when he said that the satanic panic... Is really like a virus in the minds of people. It's, it doesn't really exist. There is no real pedophile network that runs the world. That's just a paranoid trip among, you know, sort of right-wing Christian racists. And what it really is is, you know, they're making something up, but it's like a virus intended to ruin people's lives. So if you see these Christians, be sure to lock them up, as Professor Fufu and, and Professor... ZZ are trying to explain in their uh, you know, their polemics and, and seminal book, uh, the, the Great Divide, which I'm quoting from today, which is a very scholarly book. So I'm very scholarly as I point out that it says here from this man's opinion that it's all a big mental virus, i.e. a mental illness, and there is no such thing as Satanism, satanic abuse, a pedophile network that runs the world, uh, you know, uh, you know, lizards, Nazi lizards, and the rest of it. It's just the stuff of fantasy. It's the stuff of, of sickness. These people, they need to be separated from us, the learned, the scholarly, the important, the visionary, the artists, the real artists, you know, who sell on Amazon, you know, who are number three, uh, oh my God! 
Oh, the pain that all caused me, folks. Oh, the pain that that causes me thinking about that conflict. Oh, the pain that here's a little lamb over here, not highly educated, never had a chance to go to Harvard or Oxford, never really thought to apply themselves in reading books that were approved of by the Rockefeller Foundation. (laughs) So they could appear learned like Mr. Gates. Uh, Never really fell into any of that and yet are more of a genius than any of these visionaries. And so-called, when there's a selected vision, I mean, I've just been through this live. You know, a selected visionary doesn't know shit or is repeating the propaganda lie and quoting important people in the sort of litany of you know, approved of scholars back through time to prove a point about reality, which um, the way they spin it is pure fantasy, but the people believe it because it's sourced, you see, beautifully sourced. You feel me? Can you imagine? There are people put to death for less than that. They had, but they had the truth. It doesn't matter. They're blaspheming. Stone them. You hear me? I said stone them. The quicker the better. We don't need that kind of, of garbage in our clean society. Are you beginning to feel the enormity of this issue? You see, this thing right here that I'm talking about is the issue of all the ages, of all time and all space and all existence, forever and ever and ever. It's the one thing you cannot get around and will not get around, never. I laugh at these... uh, these idiot gurus are going around trying to, oh, I'm in bliss all the time. I'm just a blissed out guy. You should listen to me. And they listen to this sad guru guy. He's like, you know, the Mr. B- He's the replacement for Rajneesh, right? To, a magnet for all these, uh, you know, uh, it's not their fault. Their parents sent them to college where they were brainwashed and then, you know, a certain way. And then sad guru, uh, he, he pounds the nail, the last nail into the coffin. Gone. Mine. And do they ever change, folks? You're going to be serious about this. Do they ever change? Not in a healthy, quote, quote, burgeoning, quote, quote, society. No, they do not change. They go with it. Well, whatever I learned in school is pretty accurate. I'm applying it to this world. And uh, you should kill anyone that doesn't conform because this works. Sad price to pay. So the real visionary, the real artist, the real scientist, there was just one killed the other day. Guy who had a, a car that ran on water. Now, now, cars can run on water. Many inventors have invented these engines. Cars can run on water, okay? Uh, 
engines that are that are you know piston engines you know that that would run on gas can run be could run on water or hydrogen you know with a converter yes they can and they can be perfected to run very well and if you need more fuel you just fill up with a little bit of water actually all you need is a pitcher of water you could drive all day long to till your arms fall off you don't need much yeah, that molecule goes a long way H2O. Anyway, you know, so they run on water, on hydrogen, and um, and so there was some kind of a, a shooting, and the guy that had that car ready to go, of course, got gunned down. <laughs> really? You know, they like to down planes, too, like with 290 passengers on there. But then ask for the manifest and see if there's anybody on there that you'd recognize from the news. And most often, there's like one guy. So yes, they no, it doesn't end there. Then the fill the footage of everybody panicking as the plane's going down gets sent to the you know to the uh, mutual masturbation centers around the world so they can jack off to it. No, I'm you know it's completely serious. That's not a joke. Well, there may not be masturbation. <laughs> it's not a joke that they get it. They can't get off on sex. And they can't even get off on sex, you know, taboo sex anymore. So now it's mass death and violence is, is their way of sexual release throughout the world. One guy asked me how I knew that. And they thought I was in the NSA. And I said, because the FBI gives out those tapes or dirty FBI people. And I knew of one in uh, Malibu and you know who received uh who I guess he graduated from porn to like dirty stuff, you know, to you know torture porn and then eventually to uh you know death. And I said, "Well, where did you get it?" I said, "I don't even want to see it. I don't want anything to do with it. You stay away from me with that." In fact, you stay away from me. But he said the FBI. He said, I've never even gotten a parking ticket. Yeah, because he's in the mob, because he's in organized crime, because he's mafia. Okay? And that's what they're into. And they're the ones hunting all the trafficking, all the children, all this, because they have, you know, they've, they've, they're, they're, they've had every desire that they've ever wanted, you know, the criminals, because that's why they become criminals. But one thing about criminals that people don't understand... They don't do time in jail, the real criminals. None of them do. Not the pedophiles, not the, you know, the, the porn. You know, a lot of these guys have made porn. Bob Hope made porn. You know, see what I mean? It's already been ruined before you were even born. Don't you understand? It was ruined before you were born, before all this COVID and this, you know. The whole nuke thing is just basically a punishment. It's, they want to punish um, the the people of the United States for having rebelled against their, you know, for having woken up against the jab. And now people are dying right and left every day. I told you, the other thing that's a co- confirmed here at the Zephyr Report is that I said, you, you know, if a person lives three months or six months or even a year, that doesn't mean there's not something in their system that's going to get them from that jab. And from some scientists, I've heard that every single one that took the jab will die from some complication of the jab. 
It might be 10 years down the line. But they won't live a full life. Um, that's a terrible thing. To, to, well, that's been squelched now. Now people are being treated for complications as if they're going to recover. But, you know, you and I know they're never going to recover because they have things that have grown in their system that they can't excise. They can't get those clots out. They can't get the, you know, it's the, you understand, they've been damaged and, and but they can keep functioning until, of course, their body weakens and then that, that, that stuff will probably take over. We were treated the same way when we were kids. We were given vaccines and um, there were cancer cells in those vaccines. And, uh, you know, the idea was that when you get in your 50s or so from being weakened, you know, as a human, as you're going toward death, that's when it kicks in, you know, to call the older ages. And that's why those cancer viruses were in the vaccine because they knew it would get you later and clip your life down. Say you were going to live to be 80 years old. Now you're going to live to be about 65. You know, so no one's going to raise a question about it. And um, most, any kind of thing that messes with the heart or the blood, you know, like the blood clots, you know, they, they, these are very evil. These are not clot, blood clots. These are um, structures that have been built in the body from the trillions of uh, mRNA cells. And, and, you know, there's been messages to build this. It's almost like a, a, a electrical network within each person. And those things in the early experiments here, have become blood clot. They have, they've clotted the blood, blocked the blood from the heart. And then the people go, boom, you know, young kids, 20 years old, boom, straight down. Have you seen the thing where they, they look like they see something evil, they turn, like to confront it, and then they go, and then they go down in, to death? A lot of young people. I've seen this, this film where I saw at least... Quite a few young people would look. One guy threw himself under a train and got just, you know, you know, the, the subway deck and, and fell down between the into the uh, the wheels of the train. I'm sure that would have been a mess to clean up. But uh, the same thing happened to him. He he was he saw something and he turned to look at it, and the next thing you know, his body collapsed in death. And, you know, this is, uh, well, I rewatched some of that today. I, I, um, I, I, I've, you know, being involved in horror movies and stuff, you know, I've actually, you know, this is better than Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I mean, it's really scary. It, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, they, they get, they see something and they, one guy tried to fight this thing he saw and then he went straight down in death. So if they see a demon there, you know, killing them, you know, outside themselves. And uh, so there's a really nasty horror component to the jab. Uh, but still they're mad. Bill Gates is very angry. And uh, so retaliation became, okay, so with Biden became, okay, reverse all Trump's policies, which were excellent for the economy, you know, for workers. And well, you've noticed now that you know, most people have lost their savings. Already, they've lost their savings. There are no job prospects. Like they said, there was all these jobs. It's a complete emergency, and there's no supplies anymore. So what they're trying to do, another couple months of this, and oh no, 
They have all the power. You can't do, nobody can do anything about it. That's the other thing I had to say. This is why I believe it's a God thing. Nobody can do anything about it. Nobody. I mean, you can pray all you want, but that that's all you're really allowed to do. You're not you're not allowed to even speak of it. Or you will be uh your life will be ruined. <clears throat> um well, I mean I am, but I mean you know, all they have to do is decide one day, okay, that's it for Zaf, you know. You know, I've 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 said too many accurate things, and when you say accurate things, you become a target. And, you know, and they've 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 definitely had their way with me with, uh, you know, poisons and all kinds of things, and nasty things. You know, to the to the point where I would call this world hell. You know, basically we went to hell, but it's hell with Jesus. You know, sort of Jesus preaching to us here and saying, you know, Jesus wants to redeem us. Redemption to me means at the very minimum pulling us out of here forever. That's We were never supposed to be in this kind of a hell. We were never supposed to be. This means that we were rebellious. We hadn't worked things out. We weren't sure about our faith. We were... Um, not committed, we were, I'm not saying there's reincarnation, no. Let's leave it a paradox, shall we? Thank you. See, for me, there's no re-anything. There is no such thing as reincarnation. There is parallel incarnation and, and lives. Maybe you have a trillion different aspects of you just rolling down the tracks in a number of different configurations all at the same time. The reason I got onto that little tidbit is because Jesus showed me how he could be, because he loves to minister to little children. It's funny because you get Jesus, you got the you got the comforter aspect of God, you've got the Jesus, you know, you know, the kind of people think historically about Jesus' ministry and the very wise things he said. And then you think also of, you know, Godhead and, you know, all-inclusive, you know, you know, angels, God, you know, power. But we've been thrown into the midst of this war. And most people I know that are here who are good people admitted to, you know, stumbling in the past, you know, even in this life, but I mean, had been prone to stumbling. And I'm, I'm certainly in that camp as well. And, uh, but as we go forward, as it becomes more, this whole thing becomes far more clear what this is, what this world is, what this life is, what people are. Because I didn't even know what people were. I didn't know if, you know, I didn't know what uh, school was for. I didn't know what people were. I didn't understand, um, you know, why they would do what they do and why they say what they say. I really started out as a, you know, just kind of a, well, just like <laughs> a lot of these, like, you know, like a, a horse that doesn't have an owner that's, that runs around free, like a dog that has, it's got, you know, it's just, 
We have roving dogs around here. Like, what are these roving dogs? They don't know what's going on. They just know that they don't want to be around a cruel master. They found a way to escape. Uh, but anyway, I digress here. I, the main thing is that, uh, to understand is that God has you. You know, he is fully aware of us. He knows every hair on our head, the Bible says. He knows He knows everything we will do in this life. He knows every mistake we're going to make before we make it. And he allows us to make our mistakes and everything because we have free will to supplant God, meaning to replace God's word, whatever we want, any time we want. We can replace God. Anytime we want to take the reins and say, I'll take it from here, Lord. He's like, the Holy Spirit, you know, it's God, you know, Jesus, the whole thing. It's very gentle, very loving. It's, you know, you know, please take the reins. Please take over. Okay, then don't grab it back. I have to grab it back. I'm feeling better today. <laughs> I think I'll take it from here. And then after you make a few phone calls, return a few emails, you have that sinking feeling in your stomach. You know the one I mean. Where things are just not really working out. You're worried that they might not. It goes everywhere from your spouse to your to your to your, your job prospects or your job to your to your health to your world itself. And, and you know, given that everything is running fine. A general malaise of depression sinks in because it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Oh God. I think everything's going fine and I and I I just want to kill myself. I don't want to be here. I I do want to be here. I, I just I don't want to feel like this. And this malaise, this thing that sets in is uh a reminder that we need to replace that stuff that comes from us, that's generated from us, with true, genuine faith, you know, in the Lord, in God, that actually can only be given by God. That faith can only be gifted to us, really, because we have no natural ability to. We faith, let's say, being a verb. I want a faith more. You. Don't, you know, I, I, I do too. If I had more faith, I'd be a, a heck of a lot happier. Lord, please give us more faith. Yeah, that's what it's got to come from. But you've got to ask for it. You've got to want it. And once in apprehension of it, you, you better use it. Don't ask God for more faith and then, and then suddenly you have no faith in anything. But this sinking feeling that happens is always a result of trying to micromanage our lives. It's always the result of trying to like take things into our own hands. And when it starts getting weird, starts starts gyrating sideways, we're like, oh, this doesn't seem right. And then, you know, maybe you don't believe it enough. You got to get in a fight with your wife or your boss or somebody and you know and, and you know it just keeps uh, going sideways and it's going to go that way until you're on your knees and you just go I'm sorry I see what I did I see what I did Lord I took my eyes off of you 
thought I could handle the, you know, I just making my phone calls, doing my thing, and you were nowhere in my mind. And that's when I got in trouble. That's exactly where I got in trouble. About an hour of that, and I started feeling like I was sinking. And um, who could relate, right? <laughs> Probably everyone listening could relate to that. And so the remedy is uh, praise the Lord. You know, fast and pray, praise the Lord, all those things. We have all these remedies. It means glue yourself to God. Put yourself at God. You know, decide which side you're on, really, in the end. What you really want. Is it something terrestrial or is it something infinite? And, um, I mean, when that bad mood hits, I mean, just it, maybe the thing to do, I've been thinking about this, you know, the, the, the cold water plunge has, has been coming back as a therapy for people. Maybe just jump in, you force yourself into the cold shower and back out. And then the exhilaration of that, it's praise God, 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 sing, you know, sing songs if you play an instrument, a piano, whatever. Do whatever you can to, to put him in number one first place. Because he cares for you. He's there to make sure that you don't run off the side of the cliff. But he'll let you if you insist on it. Because you're not a robot. The people on earth, they all want to be robots. Have you noticed that? They want to be told what to do. They need to be told what to do. They need to be treated cruelly by seniors, you know, up the hierarchy. They need to be told what to do and, you know, and mistreated and, and you know, in that, and, and abused, frankly. And then they will obey. And what they will do is abuse the one below them. And that's the perfect hierarchy. Because the abuse spirals down to every sector of society. And what's the abuse? Numero uno of the abuse is this phrase. Are you ready? Are you ready for the, 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 the ultimate catchphrase of it all? Boiled down to... Extreme succinctness. You've heard this before. The number one phrase of all abuse and abusers, the number one uh, sort of ethos of the, the worlders who are the abusers is this. Remember, it's always your fault. That's it. Remember, it's always your fault. So that's the abuser with respect to the abused. It's always your fault. Right? You understand that? Uh, and, and if you notice, uh, the politicians who are genuinely completely evil and shouldn't be listened to for any reason, ever, uh, because all they do is lie, the politicians will say the same thing. Oh, it's the fault of Trump supporters. The fault they, they they try to narrow it down to whose fault it is, but it's always their fault. It's the fault of MAGA people. It's the fault of uh, uh, 
you know, uh, this thing or that thing. It's never their fault. The buck will never stop with them. And um, so they spend all time, but you know, you know, coming up with excuses. But the fact of the matter is, it's always your fault. And uh, once you know that, you know, like three quarters of the uh, the abuser's handbook. When it's always your fault, see how would I act like a psychopath, right? If it's always your fault. All of you out there, all you losers, if it's always your fault, then I'm going to be pretty self-righteous, man. I'm going to feel pretty damn good about myself. I'm going to be pretty good at being God because then guess what I get to do? I get to mete out punishment. I could be your friend and I could sit with you. I could collaborate with you. I could... uh, uh, you know, uh, you know be, in a, be in a bird watching club with you. I could be almost anything. But the one thing that you're going to notice, and you'll be, you'll be hypnotized and magnetized to me. And you'll keep coming around me and you'll keep hanging around. It's, even if uh, you don't want to, see, I want you to hang around me because I need to set the hooks in. I need to. I need to stick the knife in, but I'm not going to do it unless we're having a great time and I give you compliments that you're a great person, but basically I look down on your every move because you should have gotten the message when you were you know, at least a teenager. And you, you still don't seem to get it. Therefore, I am summoned to come in and to be a magnet for you because... You just love being around me because we do so many fun things. And while we're doing those fun things, the knife is going in. Because remember, it's always your fault for anything that happens on this earth. Okay. That's a good place to, to call a pause because... It takes a lot to get to that particular understanding. It's always your fault. Uh, you know, psychopaths rule the world because when they're psychopaths, they'll be perverts, they'll be thieves, they'll be liars, right? That's like under psychopath comes all, the, and all psychopaths have one thing in common. Uh, gee, what's that? They always look for the scapegoat, and it's always their fault. (laughs) Okay? Now, in every family on earth, there's a psychopath and a black sheep. I don't care where you go, it's very common. And so the dynamics of this, probably to a lot of you, you've been watching it all your life, and it doesn't seem to get better no, folks, next next line of help. Always separate yourselves. Look, look, yes, Lord, I understand that I should follow this advice. Always separate yourselves from the abusers, from the worlders, from those unequally yoked, i.e. the uh, these are the uh, main stagers. These are the guys that 
that you know they get to be Manchurian candidates, right? People have they're not on either side, but they're programmable. Okay, they get them to be the uh, you know what I mean. They get they get them to be the the, the programmed uh, slaves that you know you blow up the subway or whatever. The um, okay, always separate yourselves from those people, and if they come in the form of a boss, and and the way you can tell if they are that person that this classic battle that's been classic, always the same, always the same with doesn't matter who. Everybody is interchangeable, but it's always the same battle exactly. And they'll tell you the first 15 minutes of knowing them if they're going to do you in or not, or try to. Yeah, listen. Uh, They will use many different things to lure you in. You know, they'll be the, uh, like I say, the the new boss. And the new boss is interested in your productivity and what you have accomplished and what you can accomplish. The boss is also interested in your social graces, where you are in the totem pole, and uh, what we need to do, if anything, to move this one up. And when they get with you in these relationships, the psychopath and the slave, the psychopath and the loser, whatever, they become, in the clutches, the, the clinches, they, be, they get inside your head. And they sort of take over and try to rewire it. You know, and, and when I say try, I mean do. You know, they, they succeed. And get you for a while to, to imitate them. Like, you know, they take a seat, you take a seat. They put on a fedora hat, you put on a fedora hat. They uh, twirl their umbrella a certain way. You twirl your umbrella just like it. And um, they uh, parade those people all over town because the, the you know it proves that you're a powerful person that you not only figured everything out but now you have your own cadre of slaves who are all there to not just imitate you but to do anything to sacrifice income oh gosh you guys I'm short this month I'm it's it's okay we don't need to be paid this month you you know you need to feed your family I mean so do we but but you're more important than us And then they keep every piece of paper on you they can. They keep a file on you. They keep records on you. So if you ever, 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 ever get out of line, according to them, they will find a way to become, A, litigious, to sue you, to harass you, i.e. use, uh, you know, use your your mob stalking techniques uh, to use the others against you. Um, so in other words don't well when you finally wake up from that stupor then you go God 
how do I get away from that? And, all, and oh, the other thing that you notice is everything in your life starts going bad. Other things don't move. eBay, stuff on eBay doesn't sell. You know what I mean? Just like the things start breaking down, the heating and cooling in the house, the, the various things that you didn't think you were going to have a problem, the roof starts caving in. All these things start having in the start happening in the presence of these people because most of them are also trained in the occult. Okay, so they employ, I'd say all of them because I've never met one that wasn't. So all, all of them are. And because they've had to come up through apprenticeship, okay? And they usually have an apprentice too. Some sidekick, somebody that's helping to, and what that is, that's called the enforcer. Now the enforcer is the eyes and ears of the AI, of the, uh, you know, of the God, of the, uh, of the system. And they are always watching to see that you, you know, the performer on the stage, the psychopath, don't make any errors and, you know, to, to, to be oversight on your, your, your performance, which should be leading people to hating themselves and destroying themselves from within themselves without any knowledge or any clue that it could be coming, that it could be coming from a certain person who may be the boss in your life, maybe the, 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 you know, some significant person that is in a, some kind of leadership position. Very many times it's the pastor, especially if you get close to him, trying to get answers. <clears throat> um, okay, so the remedy for this is, uh, you know, TS, total separation. It's repentance and prayer because all the witchcraft of the world starts piling up on you. It may not even come from people that even know you, but because you're in this relationship, it starts coming at you from the sides, from the back, from overhead, for where you didn't expect it. it it's, is this person doing it? No, they're not doing it, but it's all, you know, it's by the, the association that you have, you've given permission for all of it to unleash. What's the goal? To kill you. The goal is to kill you. It's a curse. How do you get out of this curse? Total separation. How do you get total separation but total first place of God? I mean, they have to go hand in hand. I.e., you can't... Okay, the real answer is you can't get out of it. But God can get you out of it. But God usually rubs your nose in it until you learn your lesson. Because this is basic 101 of what this world is. This is basic street, street knowledge right here. It's not even rare knowledge. I mean, this is what everybody knows, but no one's going to say. And I mean everybody. You know, I was the first one on the internet that ever told you it's everything, everywhere, all the time. Forget about the Bush family. Forget about the these guys or those guys. You know, because you always focus on these news people. It's everywhere. It's at the Seven Eleven in, uh, you know, Kingman, Arizona, right? It's at the, uh, the <laughs> it's at the coffee shop 
you know, down on Pico and in in uh, in Venice. It's the uh, you know, and I, we we can go on and on and on, but I mean, it's at the it happens in first grade in school. It happens in second. I mean, it happened in second grade to me. I was kind of tell you tell you about that a couple of days ago, where yeah yeah, a gang stalking has always been a big part of it, especially when it starts getting to where the 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 mob is coming after you. You know, it's like all around you. Then the psychopath will say, well, gee, what are you doing wrong that you would attract that kind of thing? Have you done anything wrong? Have you, have you tried to figure out why these things are happening to you? And then he'll say, I, I suggest that you change a little bit, you know, that you become, uh, you know, more like me, more like us, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, be more adaptable, you know, be a part of the solution, Rather than you know, be a part of it rather than separate from it, and uh, you'll find that things will go a lot better. I can't be more specific than that. I just have to, you know, let you know that it's it's been observed that you're really having a hard time. You're really unfairly. <laughs> you are unfairly being treated. You are being treated unfairly. Why do you think that is? Uh, I I don't know. I haven't done anything wrong. To, well, you know, you you've, you've uh, you know, you seem to not really be with the group, uh, there, son. Is there some some problem with you know? Do you have trouble you know being able to interact with other people, or is this something that should you go to a psychiatrist to help? Many do go to the psychiatrist and they get put on drugs these days. You know, Zoloft, Prozac, you know, et cetera. It's a big trap. And all the people that are trapped in it are slaves. And it hurts because you know you're not getting the respect of anybody or your peers. They're all, they're all looking at you like a loser now, even more with every passing day. And you go, it wasn't, you know, it, it may be like that on a spiritual level, but, you know, it's never been that bad. They're practically yelling at me from across the street. What did I do? And in their mind, will be, well, what haven't you done? I mean, you, you, there's a lot of things you haven't done, which you should have done. And we're waiting all this can go away if you just bow down to me. Now the boss is in the role of Lucifer. And everything should be more clear now. So, in review, if there's anything like that going on, what is the, the remedy? Is, you know, total separation in Christ. Without Christ, you can do nothing. But in Christ, total separation that Jesus does to us. When we're in Christ, we're not with the world. We are totally separated from that. That then makes the psychopaths extremely angry, doesn't it? 
because it means that they are not controlling you and they get mad. So they try to find a way they can win because they look bad to their peers. When are you going to put this one away, Bob? Joe, when are you going to put this one away? Come on, we're tired of watching it. We need a new, uh, you know, we need a new TikTok to watch. We need a new, uh, uh, what is that video? Uh, where you can assemble, you know, anyway. Uh, yes, this is, uh, this one isn't getting with the program. We'll then ratchet up all the pain. We'll have them audited. We'll have them this, that, the other thing, and uh, we can get them sued. What else can we do? Make sure that there's total distraction. So he can't repent because he's going to be worried about all this stuff rather than going to the Most High God. And that's where we win. And folks, that's where we win, by going to the Most High God. That's, and, you know, total separation means, I'm a people person, I can't do that. Well, you better start learning how to do that. You better, you better learn some unpeople skills. Skills like telling people what you really think. Telling people what really is. And they get mad. Oh, yes, they get so mad. Better better, better do a couple of those in Jesus' name. Get the ball rolling. And yes, risk getting fired, of course. Yes, risk losing... You, I, the only reason you even have a job in the first place is because they can, you know, F with you. And well, I try to explain this to people, and they just, you know, most people just can't receive it. They can't imagine that the the bench where they're sitting for the basketball game can hear them and transmit messages. They can't imagine that. Everything they say or think is like transmitted everywhere. And then they're dealt with accordingly. The only protection, shield, if you will, is, again, Christ. That shields these inadvertent transmissions of weakness and and slavery and whip me, beat me. And, you know, I'm just trying to fit in. And won't you help me if I become your slave? The answer is no. That's a good way to be, you know, punished by the living God with consequences. You want to play footsie with evil, here's what's going to happen to you, especially since you know the truth. There's no excuse for that. Anyway, I think that, um, I don't know, we've been on some kind of a journey here today. I feel like. Yeah, I've disseminated what I could about this situation. It's, it's global. It's, it's sad. It's, uh, it's sad. Well, <laughs> it's, you know. Well, we got Junior hooked up with you know, the head honcho of the, uh, of the fraternity down there. And 
he's got Junior under his wing, so I guess it's going to be Junior. You look more and more like that guy we put under you under his wing. You even talk alike. <laughs> it's your fault, Daddy. Daddy-o. You should have never listened to Dad. You should have listened to God. Anyway, it's been fun. That was more like performance art, right? <laughs> I mean, in a way, we really riffed. Okay, so we all know what to do now, right? Ready, set, separate! Separate! Separate now! How do, how do you separate? Well, it's whatever you have to do to separate. Some people, it's physical separation. Uh, mental separation usually involves physical separation. If that person has influence on your mind and is a psychopath and is abusing you and is controlling you, then physical separation is the only way to handle it. And I'm sorry, if that's your boss, then that's the end of your job. But what's the alternative? Yeah, but then... I'll be kicked out of the house. Well, you could always do it this way. There's there's internal separation within yourself where a good example of that is a story by Nathaniel Hawthorne called Bartleby the Scrivener. But see, before we go into Bartleby, you know that that I'm right, right? That you're right. You know that they're wrong. So, end of discussion. They have nothing to say to you about philosophy or anything, any, any topic, because it's tainted with mind control and propaganda. So what's the point? This would be a good one for people to listen to again. <laughs> I think maybe try to share it out there if you can. Well, it'll probably piss people off. Don't do that. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, do, de definitely do if you know someone needs to hear this because a lot of people are in what I call codependent relationships where they start functioning codependently or almost like you know symbiotic twins, right? So, you know what I mean? And then, and and there's no goal to it. It's just that there's a control mechanism there. So again, put the Lord first, and remember that you're beholden to Him, not to other people. And then put the other people second, and and, and try to really stick with that because you know you probably have friends that if you and you have boundaries, and if you decide not to go into that codep situation, then you 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 know, and it's beneficial relationship, you won't go there unless you start, you know, getting distracted away from God. And then, then you'll go there with anyone because every, every, everything is like a big tentacle trying to reel you in, you know, to make you conform and, and, all, and also pay reparations. Remember, everyone that's in pain around here, it's your fault, remember? It's Jesus' fault, not Barabbas. It's Jesus' fault. 
Yeah, king of the Jews, huh? It's Jesus' fault for all this, you know, angst in our society. I'll see you next time. Multiplex can